0: I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Well, here we are on the 100th episode of the Crescent Podcast. It's so interesting because I was talking with Omid yesterday about how I've struggled over the last few years with really celebrating the milestones that I'm achieving and one of the biggest reasons for that is because I'm honestly constantly comparing myself to the biggest names in the game the biggest podcasts out there the you know the most well-known emotional wellness practitioners out there health practitioners all these different things and so I've noticed, particularly over the last two years since launching the podcast, since launching the Crescent business and doing EVOX, that there's been so many milestones in there. The one-year anniversary of the business was in June. You know, the one-year anniversary of the podcast, the hundredth episode of the podcast. And I really haven't celebrated those things. And it's because I look at so many other people who are so much further ahead than me and I don't even know if that's the way that I would put it but you know I compare myself to them and I just go "Oh, like a hundred episodes what's that and so Omid and I were just having a really good conversation of number one I need to celebrate those milestones for myself because no one else is certainly (laughs) and They're worth, absolutely worth celebrating. And the second thing I was talking about is, I think, especially when it comes to celebrating these kinds of things and getting excited about them, I've almost been waiting to hear the excitement of you guys as the listeners, the excitement of my audiences across social media. Almost like, weirdly, this is going to sound so crazy, kind of waiting for them to give me permission to get excited about my own podcast, about my own business and the milestones that I'm reaching. Like once I see how excited others are about it, then I can get excited about it. And I realize that I think that sends a certain message to you all of number one, wow, she doesn't, you know, she's not celebrating these things. Maybe this isn't that big of a deal to her. Maybe she's not that excited about it. And again, number two, it's like who, no one is going to be as excited about your stuff as you are. And so that's something I'm excited to break through a little bit going forward of being so much more expressive of really just how excited, enthusiastic, passionate I am about this podcast, about the conversations I have, about EVOX and working with clients, I think it has certainly come through in snippets, but I know that the true depth of how much these things mean to me, how fulfilled I am, how deeply I want to help impact the lives of others, theres it's just like I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface in terms of expressing how deeply I feel all of those things. But I have to say, when I was going on the podcast host to set up this episode and to get ready to publish it, and I typed in, because you have to type in what episode number is this, and I typed in 100, it hit me. And I kind of got chills a little bit, and it just, the reality of what the last two years has entailed because it's been two years, two and a half years of podcasting, the conversations I've had, the insane personal growth that has happened, the heart-wrenching experiences, cancer scares, all these different things that you guys have been able to journey with me a little bit through the podcast. It really hit me. And then I got so, so excited about it. And so today there's going to be a couple different things that we touch on. I announced a Q&A, so I'm going to be answering some questions towards the end of the podcast that were submitted by you guys. I also thought it would be fun to take a walk down memory lane and look back over some of my favorite episodes over the last few years the evolution of the A Crescent podcast, how it started, where it's at, where it's going. And on that note of where it's going, some a very special announcement for what's coming up soon. So let's dive right into it. I remember it was back in 2019. I was in the middle of my MBA program and I just kept getting this hit of intuition to start a podcast. And truthfully, it was kind of a big thing at the time. I think so many people I knew new podcasts were coming out every day. And I think that's still the case. But my initial reaction was just like, everyone's doing this. Who am I? No one cares what I have to say. But that nudge was there and it kept pulling on me. And I have to say, it was one of the most courageous things I had done up to that point in my life was deciding, you know what, all the fear aside, all of the naysayers aside, I feel in my soul that this is something I'm supposed to do. And so I'm going to launch it. And so I launched it in February of 2020. And my God. I had no idea what that year was going to bring, not just on a global scale with the pandemic, but on a personal level. I don't think I've actually ever shared this, but I launched the podcast in February, and in March, mid-March, literally within a week, the world shut down, basically, from the pandemic. I had lost my main job, my main source of income because of the pandemic. On that same day that you know the woman I was working for called and said, we're not gonna be able to keep you on, I got my breast cancer diagnosis. And then a week later, my now husband, Omid and I actually decided to separate for some time to get some perspective and clarity. So truly within about three days, my entire life fell apart. And that was the beginning of a rock bottom that shook me up for sure, but also initiated some of the deepest healing I have ever experienced. That year was where I met Dr. Keneally. It's where I discovered Evox therapy. And here I am now, you know, I have a whole wellness practice around Evox. So I certainly can look back and see the journey of it all and how each moment of it has led me here. But with all that said, the podcast had kind of a rocky start because my life was falling apart. And so just soon after launching it, I was needing to take a break and not able to record episodes because I was so heavily into the cancer treatments I was doing. And by the way, just for any who haven't heard that story, there's I've done two episodes on the many different tests and treatments I was doing over at the Cancer Center for Healing with Dr. Keneally, so I'll put those in the show notes. All that said, though, the podcast initially started as a holistic health podcast where I was interviewing experts from a variety of different fields talking about health from a more holistic, functional medicine perspective. And so it was primarily all guest interviews. And as 2020 was coming to a close, I wasn't able to be super consistent with it. Coming into 2021, I was able to pick it up a little bit more. But I started to do some more solo episodes here and there, which kind of going back to, you know, who am I? What do I have to say? No one's going to care what I have to say. I had a lot of insecurities about doing solo episodes without a guest on because there's no one else there. It's just me showing up, being vulnerable. And it took me, honestly, I think a couple months to work up the courage to release my first solo episode that wasn't about, I know early on I did those cancer episodes, but I think that's because those were big life updates that I needed to share those so that people understood why I wasn't going to be super consistent with the podcast. But the first time I released a solo episode that wasn't an announcement of any kind, I was so, so nervous. And now, look, coming into 2022, I decided to do this Evox series where every single Friday is a solo episode with me sharing my healing journey, my emotional growth journey, my trauma healing journey through EVOX and share that with you through a podcast episode. And I've done that consistently for, I can't even believe it, nine months now every Friday. So going from like being absolutely petrified to record a solo episode to this year now putting out solo episodes every single week is I'm I really do feel so proud of myself and I think that's okay to say the podcast alone but those solo episodes specifically are such a testament to the fear the insecurities the self-sabotage that I have been able to shed over these last few years through this deep emotional healing And so I just look back over that and am so, so proud. I'm so grateful for all the people who played a role in that healing journey. And of course, for each and every one of you who have continued to show up, to listen to these, to share your feedback, to share these episodes with others if you have... And I always knew that the podcast was going to be something that evolved with me. It wasn't going to be a stagnant thing that just was the same thing over and over and over, even though I could do guest interviews all day long, and there's, gonna, there's just an endless amount of information that could be shared through that. I knew it was going to evolve. And for anyone who doesn't know the definition of a crescent, I chose this name after researching so many different words, truly. I'm such a wordy. I love finding really special, meaningful words. And so when I was trying to come up with the name for the podcast, honestly, almost two and a half, two and a half, almost three years ago now, I came across the word a crescent and a crescent means ever growing or continual growth. And as soon as I found that word, I knew that that was what I wanted the podcast to be called. That's what I wanted my future business and brand to be called. And so because it's such a reflection of me and my personal philosophy about life is that I want to be ever growing and I want to help others be ever growing, even if it's just they're moving forward in the smallest of ways each day by learning this piece of information, by hearing a piece of my story and being inspired, I want to help each of you be a Crescent. And on that note, that leads me to something I have been mulling over and brainstorming for several months now, which is the A Crescent Pod Squad. This is something that is coming in October and it's going to be a new way for you guys to get more, even more podcast episodes from me than what is being launched to the public and a place where I think if you guys listen to one of my recent EVOX episodes, I was saying that not only do I hope to hold space for my clients and hold space for all of you to share and to grow Each of you has also been holding space for me. And I want to be able to foster even more connection, even more growth, even more vulnerability, but still in a place that feels safe and contained and supportive. And so the pod squad is going to be a membership where you guys will have access to additional episodes each month and a variety of different forms of content, much more vulnerable interviews with guests, much, much more vulnerable conversations with me where I start to share some of the specifics of my early childhood trauma and how I've been working through that. The opportunity to submit questions for more Q and As in the future, and this is where I want to ask for some feedback from you all for some input, because there are truly a hundred different things that I've been mulling over in my head to offer you guys. But I want, I want this Pod Squad to be something that you're so excited to be involved in and is providing so much valuable information, experiences. And so there's a link in the show notes and that you can click on to share your feedback about what you think or what you'd love to hear in this container. What other types of interviews are you interested in hearing from me, from guest experts? Are you looking for more vulnerability? Are you interested in Q&A sessions? Are you interested in Evox client testimonials where I'm interviewing clients and really hearing their stories in depth? Are you interested in hearing from other listeners in one-on-one conversations? Like I said, there's so many different things I'm mulling over, and so those are just a few that I've got in the top of my mind. But I'd love to hear, you know, of those, what are you guys interested in? What's piquing your interest? What's getting you excited? And also, if there's something not in that list that you're like, oh, I would love to have this I would love to hear this thing or or whatever you can type that in as well so the link is in the show notes it literally takes two seconds it, it can be totally anonymous if you like just sort of sharing what you might be interested in hearing from the crescent podcast and more specifically in that pod squad container the reason for the pod squad is really threefold first I so deeply want to be able to connect with you all on a greater level and provide even more vulnerable personal content, but it's something that I I want to do with intention and I want to share these things with individuals who are truly interested in hearing them and also those of you who are resonating with me, who are on a healing journey yourselves and want much more personal interactions with me. The second reason is, I want to be able to help more people outside of just evox sessions with clients. That is something that sets my soul on fire is being able to see the change that is being facilitated in others. And I, I get it. Not everyone can come afford an evox session with me. And so my hope is that this pod squad, this community can be a place that is accessible truly to everyone. The price point will blow your mind, you guys. It's truly something every single person should be able to afford. And my hope is that in doing that, they will have access to so much more information that maybe they wouldn't be able to get otherwise. And this is why I'd really, really love to hear your feedback on what is that for you? What do you feel like you maybe don't have access to at this time that you would like to have access to? And I will, you know, take all of that into consideration and see what are some truly impactful things that I can bring to this. I forgot to add that I'm in the pod squad. There's going to be a lot more video content, whether it's interviews I'm having that are recorded, whether it's wellness practices like nervous system techniques, so many different things. And so it's, it's just going to be such a a healing space and I cannot wait and the third reason for the pod squad is I am so committed to keeping this show ad free and this is something that I don't feel like is talked about a lot because 99.9% of the podcasts out there today have advertisements and I'm not knocking anyone who has advertisements on their show this is this is such a labor of love to schedule these interviews, edit the podcast, get them up, plan them out, do all of the behind the scenes. And I love it so much. And yet it is a ton of work. And so I completely understand that a lot of individuals need those ads to make their podcast sustainable. I have never wanted ads to be a part of my community a part of my even my blog posts I don't have ads or advertisements for random brands and I don't want ads to be a part of the podcast experience and so this is my way of keeping the Crescent podcast ad free so that none of that is invading our space and invading our time I want to have uninterrupted time with you guys So keeping it ad-free while still bringing you so much more value. So I'm just utterly ecstatic about that. I cannot wait. As I said, it's going to be launching sometime in October and I'm going to be teasing it out more and more with more and more information on it. But I would just be so grateful to hear from you guys so that I can make sure the offerings that are coming with this pod squad are things that are going to be so valuable and uplifting and expansive for you. So be sure to check that link in the show notes and share your thoughts. So before diving into the Q&A, the last thing I wanted to touch on is that as I was diving into this 100th episode, I found myself going back all the way to the early days and looking over some of those first episodes I was doing and it just got me going, Ah, oh, I'd love to make a list of my some of my top 10 favorite interviews and episodes on the podcast over the last two, two and a half years. And so, you know, I, we, we would be here another hour if I was to go through each and every one of those. But all that to say that in the show notes, there's a link to where you guys can see my top 10 favorite episodes over the last two years. And I do have to say, this is not, this does not mean that the other episodes weren't phenomenal. I am so grateful that every person who's come on the show as a guest is someone I have so intentionally either sought out to have them on, or if they have requested to come on the show, been intentional about looking into and seeing if it's aligned for me and for you guys as the listeners. So I have genuinely loved. Every interview I've had on this show. There are certainly though a few that have stuck out to me and been really impactful for me and for you all as well. But definitely check that out because there's some, especially if you're a newer listener, there are some really, really golden episodes from the early days with profound guests that I just cannot wait and hope that you get a chance to hear. So getting into the q and A, I I want to start this off by saying, going back to what I was mentioning at the beginning of the episode of, I haven't been in the habit of celebrating milestones. They've just sort of come and gone without too much of a commotion for me. And so <laughs> that's a bit what happened with this 100th episode is it was coming up and this, this week it really hit me. Oh, my 100th episode is this week. And I was trying to think, okay, you know what? It might be nice to do something different. It might be nice to do something fun like a QA, and a But I absolutely recognize that I did not give you guys enough advance warning to get questions in for this. And I apologize for that. Going forward, especially with the pod squad and Q&A, things like that, there's gonna be a really clear structure so you guys know exactly when to get questions in, you'll have ample time, et cetera, et cetera. And and I'm also gonna be getting better at looking ahead at the things I wanna celebrate and not making light of them, not comparing myself to anyone else, showing my enthusiasm, all those things. So one of the first questions I received was someone asking, How was I introduced to EVOX therapy? And I touched on this a little bit earlier in the episode, actually. I was introduced to EVOX therapy through Dr. Keneally at the Cancer Center for Healing here in Irvine, California. And I've said it before, it was absolutely life-changing. And so Dr. Keneally has all of her cancer patients do EVOX therapy for emotional wellness because she really believes, and I am completely on the same page, that with cancer, there's always an emotional component. And so even as I was going through so many different tests and treatments at the center, I was also doing EVOX therapy over at the center and it completely changed my life. I've always been super introspective I mean even as a 10 year old girl I remember just observing my behavior observing my thoughts questioning why I did certain things why I liked certain things so that was always up my alley but I had never worked with a therapist counseling I hadn't done any of that none of that really resonated with me but When you get a cancer diagnosis, you are willing to do anything. And so this, it wasn't a pride thing. I just was like, yes, whatever you tell me, I will do. And from the very first evox session, it impacted me so profoundly. It opened my eyes. I felt a physical shift in my body, a shift in my thinking, a shift in the way I felt of release of emotions that had been unprocessed. And so even just from the moment I finished that EVOX session, I was so interested because I was like, wow, this this is different. There's something really special going on with this technology. I feel so much better. I feel so much more at peace. But I even noticed over the next week or so how my thought pattern was already starting to shift around the topics that I had discussed in EVOX my behaviors were already starting to shift. And by the way, I believe I do have an episode from the early, early days on EVOX and my first experience with EVOX at the Cancer Center for Healing. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. And so through 2020, I had continued to do EVOX at the center, but it wasn't until early 2021 that, the thought finally struck me of, okay, I love this thing so much. It has been so life-changing for me. I tell everyone about this. Maybe I could do this for others. Maybe I could offer EVOX for others. And it sounds so silly looking back because it's almost like a from the outside looking in, you might be like, "Uh, duh. But for me, it was such an epiphany. And I have to say that my entire life I have loved helping people and I feel that I have been looking for the way in which I was going to be so impactful to others. I studied public health in university. I was a research assistant and a lot of my interest is in physical health and taking a more holistic approach. But I remember, you know, all through those years, not wanting to commit too much to any one avenue and just kind of feeling like, ah, what is the thing, like the the clear cut thing that I'm supposed to help people through? And once it clicked in my brain that, oh, I could do EVOX, I tell people now, I think EVOX was the tool I was meant to use to help others. And so in early 2021, I started taking steps to, First of all, purchase the EvoX and get certified, get trained, but then all of the steps that go into launching a business, which is registering an LLC, setting up bank accounts, finding an office space to work out of, and all of that was so kismet. I could tell you, you know, I could record a whole episode just on the magic of that time and how quickly things came together. And and launched the Crescent Practice in June of 2021. So that is the story of my evolution with EVOX. And I honestly, it has been one of the best years of my life, being able to offer EVOX to clients and see the shifts that they're experiencing. I truly have never felt so fulfilled and so on my path of what I was supposed to be doing. Okay, the next question is a little bit longer, so I'm going to read it out for you guys. This question was from Mary and it says, I deal with autoimmune issues and I'm also doing post-breast cancer terrain changing protocols. Working with several practitioners, it gets overwhelming. Some days between the detoxing regimens, dietary adjustments, body-mind practices and supplements, it just feels like too much. How do you fit it all in? I resonate with this so deeply because I was absolutely in this place. It's weird how much is going back to 2020 and my cancer journey. I did not expect that. But in 2020, when I was going through the breast cancer, I was doing, I mean, exactly what this question is asking. So many tests, so many treatments, so many supplements. The first thing I want to say is that Hopefully this is just a period, a period of your life that is not going to last forever. This is something I've talked about on the show before and with clients is there's core treatment phases, especially when we're working with cancer. There are just very, very intense treatment phases where things are feel like they're going 100 miles an hour. We're doing all these different things. We have such intense regimens, and it can feel like, oh my God, how can I keep up with this? And I just want to say that phase doesn't last forever. We want to take it very seriously and do as many things as possible that are being recommended to us by our doctors and practitioners. But the goal is to get to a maintenance phase or the lifestyle phase where we've cleared out so many of the pathogens and pollutants and emotional burdens that have contributed to getting us to that poor place of health. And now we're in more of a maintenance lifestyle phase where hopefully we're still living out a lot of the things we've learned. We've changed our eating, we've changed our lifestyle, our sleep patterns, our movement, our relationships, set boundaries, all those things. But what I will say while you're in that phase is I certainly found that there were a lot of priority adjustments that needed to be made. And I was just super frank with friends and family. I remember calling up my best friend, my dad, my brother, my mom, and and just saying, look, here's what's going on. Probably the rest of this year, I'm going to be doing some intense tests, treatments, supplements, I'm not going to be able to stay out late. I'm not going to be able to drink alcohol and eat a bunch of junk food and all these different things. And I really need your support with that. I don't, I'm asking for you to not give me pushback with that. Please don't ask me to come out with you on a Friday night. Please don't ask me to go with you on a weekend away to Vegas because I'm going to say no. And so I'm asking for you now to be supportive of that. And I have to say, at least for me, obviously I can't speak for anyone else. It set the tone because for the entire duration, when I was in the thick of it, I did not have a single person pushing those boundaries. Everyone was so respectful of those and supportive of those. And You know, when I would bring out my bag of supplements at dinner, people weren't making fun of me. People weren't shaking their heads and going like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you taking so many things? People knew and got it, and there weren't any more conversations around it that needed to be had. So I did find that really, really helpful. And just to that point of it was a treatment phase, I was able to realize that I'm not going to be here forever. And so if all of these tests and treatments and protocols are fatiguing me, not just because there's so much to do, but I certainly notice that when you do serious detoxing for the first time in your life, there are so many, your body is depleted. It's so exhausting to purge so many toxins. I was having tons of Herx reactions, which is like, headaches and migraines and acne all over my back from just pulling so many toxins from my body. And so you're fatigued physically because of how much you're doing. Your body is having all of these reactions from the treatments, the detoxing, and you're fatigued emotionally because of everything that's going on. And so I realized that in this phase of my, I'm at capacity with what I have on my plate right here. And so some other things that are still important to me, but they're gonna need to be put on hold for a while. And a lot of that was social time, doing things, you know, going away for the weekend, all these different things. And so again, it was just a shift of priorities of saying like, I'm at capacity right now. I'd love to spend time with you, but the only thing I'm gonna be able to be up for is a movie on the couch, a walk on the beach. This is where my capacity is at and not trying to, truly not trying to push through that, not trying to force it and saying, this is where I'm at. If you can meet me here, you are so welcome. (laughs) But if you can't meet me here right now, that's okay. I honor that for you as well. And hopefully when I'm through this, really intense phase of all this we'll be able to reconnect and get back to some of the things i used to do but the last thing that i want to say to that is the emotional support component is in my opinion non-negotiable especially when you're going through something like cancer i learned my lesson and i'm so grateful to dr keneally for pushing that for bringing my awareness to the importance of the emotional wellness and so just for mary who submitted this question i hope you've got some emotional support system whether it's a therapist a counselor there's so many beautiful techniques out there emotional freedom technique somatic experiencing polyvagal techniques so if you If you don't have a support system in place, I would certainly be looking to friends, family, professionals to get that. And then I also would be going on YouTube looking up emotional freedom technique meditations, breathwork meditations, vagus nerve practices to help give your nervous system some soothing on a daily basis to help release the emotions that are building up on a daily basis. I think that could be really, really supportive for you. Thank you so much for submitting that question. I hope my two cents on it was helpful. And I'd love to hear how the journey continues to go for you. So certainly reach out, whether it's through my website, my social medias. I'd love to hear how that journey continues to unfold for you. So. On to the final question I'm gonna answer because this episode is running a little bit longer than I anticipated. The last question I'm going to answer is about what are some of the most common mistakes I see when it comes to emotional wellness? I got really excited about this question because this is something I've been thinking a lot about lately that I've been seeing so much in, Social media and a lot of the messaging we hear about emotional wellness in a lot of the ways other practitioners tend to approach emotional wellness. And so one of the biggest things I'm seeing is that many people, and I believe unconsciously, are using so many emotional health techniques and practices but they're still using them as a band-aid. And I'll explain what I mean by this. So absolutely, I'm so grateful that practices like EVOX, like what I do with clients, like meditation, breath work, EMDR, somatic experiencing, EFT. I'm so grateful all of these wonderful modalities exist so that individuals have more natural resources to turn to when trying to support their emotional wellness, right? All of these tools, rather than turning to medications that may have tons and tons of side effects. And by the way, I'm not knocking anyone who's on medications. I absolutely believe there's a time and a place. But what I've seen is there's been an uptick of so many wonderful natural non-toxic modalities for emotional wellness that we have all flocked to myself included. But where the catch is, is that if we're using these modalities, but we're still not asking the question, why do I have this anxiety in the first place? Why do I have this depression in the first place? why do why why do i have this pattern of overeating whatever it is in my opinion these are all symptoms now yes in very 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 rare instances there may be a genetic component that's contributing to something like depression or anxiety but i do believe there's enough science and from my own experience to support that Most of these things, depression, anxiety, all of the patterns and addictions we get stuck in are based in unprocessed emotions, unresolved trauma, and even generational trauma that's been unaddressed and unresolved. And so the anxiety, the depression, the negative patterns we feel stuck in are really just symptoms of something deeper, some other type of dis-ease, that is causing the disease. And so it's wonderful if someone has found that meditation lowers their stress each day. But what I'm seeing is that that's as far as they'll take it. And they end up using meditation to just continue to treat that symptom of anxiety or depression or whatever it is without ever digging deeper as to the emotional the potential emotional root causes of that and what ends up happening is they either get to a place where it's like oh if I don't meditate today I become a crazy person or I am so unhappy I have so much anxiety like they become dependent on this thing and even though (laughs) it's great that they're becoming dependent on something like meditation or Therapy that doesn't have all these horrible side effects, but they're still dependent on it and I want so much more for my clients and for the individuals I interact with. I don't want them to be dependent on anything. I want them to be completely free, but what I think happens can often happen is if we're just using these techniques to soothe a symptom. Ultimately, that deeper emotional root cause is going to continue to fester behind the scenes for years and years and years. And I think what will ultimately happen is they're going to need more and more. The five-minute meditation a day isn't going to be enough anymore. Now they're going to need 20 minutes of meditation. Or they're going to need to see their therapist twice a week instead of once a week. Because, again, that deeper thing is still going unresolved it's still being swept under the rug again unconsciously for most people and so that I think is one of the biggest mistakes I'm seeing individuals make when it comes to their emotional wellness there's others I could touch on but I think that's a really big one and I the encouragement there is and this has been my message from day one is the anxiety is there for a reason It's not your body betraying you. It's not your mind trying to self-sabotage you. It's there for a reason. And if we can figure out that deeper reason, whether it's your own past experiences that have been unprocessed, whether it's generational trauma, even whether there's like a small physiological component, then we can clear that out completely. You do not need to be a slave to these things. And your body is only ever trying to communicate with you so if you have chronic anxiety or depression or whatever else it may be that is a communication from the body and when it's chronic like that it's the body giving you a message again and again and again and so the question i ask is what is the body trying to communicate with me what is my mind trying to communicate with me what is unresolved, unprocessed, what wounds are still unhealed that my body, my mind, my spirit is trying to bring attention to so that I can ultimately find that deep healing, not so that I can just continue to band-aid the symptom day after day after day. So with that, I'll bring this to a close. I love answering questions like these. It really gets me so excited I think I do really well when there's prompts like that that I can respond to. And again, this is part of what I'm hoping to achieve through the pod squad is much more personal connection with each of you. And so I'm so excited to hear your feedback on what you're interested in hearing, receiving, having access to through the pod squad. Again, thank you so much for making 100 episodes possible. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being a part of my safe circle, of my community, and I know there's just so much more healing, expansion, joy, peace to come for all of us.